I hate introductions, don't you? But it seems like they're always necessary. So here goes. I'm Ashley. I'm a wife, mom, pastor, and missionary's kid, which is double trouble if you didn't know. And if you're in this space, we're here to learn about who God is, who we are in Him, and how to do faith in the real, meaning the real messy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode where I have my first guest on the podcast, and that's Eric. This is my husband, my other half, and I didn't think that it would be very much fun to do this episode about our story without him, but it's a big deal that he's here because I'm more of the chatty Kathy in our relationship, and Eric is the strong, silent type, so thank you for agreeing to do this. I'm going to try to make this as painless as possible (laughs) for you. I've been sharing a lot of my backstory in the former episodes, and the reason I'm wanting to do this is to help paint a picture for you of who I am and who we are, so that when we get into the more topical episodes, you have some context of where I'm coming from when I share. All right, so Eric and I met during my senior year of high school. I was living with my grandparents that year. My parents were overseas, and I was finishing school in the States, and my grandparents went to the same church that Eric had grown up in. So Eric grew up in one area his whole life in Illinois. And I think most of your family is Mm. from there and lives there. So, well, maybe I'll, I'll share my part first. I remember the first time I saw Eric, which is a big deal because I am not an observant person and he is, it's, it's actually really annoying to be in a marriage with an observant man because I can't buy things and like say, I'm just going to put it on the shelf. And then later when he notices, I'll say, oh, it's been on the shelf for a while. He'll notice right away that there's something new on the shelf. He could do that to me and it would be months before I noticed. So if there could be like a magical moment where you meet someone, this was it for me because first Sunday in this church, I was standing in the front of the church Eric came in the back through the double doors in a red polo shirt. And it was as if the angels were singing, wah. And I thought, wow, if this is what Illinois boys look like, this is going to be a great year. What did you think that year? Um, so I, I do remember the first time her and her family were in there at church. And um, I just remember seeing this girl um, younger. Um, she had shortish short purplish hair um and i really didn't pay much more mind than that i was currently dating somebody at the time uh i was going to college Uh, yeah did did you think that i was friendly that year so no i I thought she was kind of snobbish um because like every time i would come around she would just kind of (laughs) disappear or if i said hi it was barely anything back and she'd walk away so what was really happening not that I can't be snobbish I guess everybody has their moments like I hope I'm not but what was really happening was that I was terrified of him because he was so cute and he was older and he was dating somebody so I was terrified of him and I definitely didn't want him to know that I thought he was cute especially when he was already taken so I just avoided you like the plague but then we started talking. That was when? Um, I think that's after you came back from college. We really started talking. Um, she came back. She had longer hair. It was her natural color. 
And I kind of realized that she wasn't quite as young as I thought she had been initially. Yeah, we're only three years apart. Two. Two. <laughs> Two. Oh, dear. Don't ask me when our anniversary is. That'd be tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, um, that's when she really caught my eye. I was no longer dating anybody at the time, so uh, uh, she piqued my interest. <laughs> okay, and you talk about my normal hair color. If you guys don't know, I'm kind of known for having different colored hair. I get bored, and when I get bored, I do stuff with my hair. So it's been... I don't know, red, purple, black. It's not blonde. I'm trying to go somewhat normal. I came home with purple hair one time and our oldest, who was probably 10, was like, mom, go back, make her fix it. (laughs) So anyway, you are personality wise, I would say like logical, steady. You are calm, very calm for the most part. How would you describe me? Or do I want to ask? Um, <laughs> she is my Lucy. So I <laughs> never know what I'm going to come home to after work. Uh, the house being painted. Uh, she met me at the door one time wearing a beard, <laughs> um, a blonde wig. You just, you just never know. <laughs> it keeps life exciting. Yeah. I think it was your dad that used to say, well, she'll make life fun. I, I don't know if I do that, but um, <laughs> I may be aging you more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> and so during college, I, my first year of college dated another guy. It was a really toxic relationship. And when that ended and Eric and I started talking more, he was such a stark contrast. I was so drawn to the safety that I felt with you and the respect that you gave me as a woman and also just the grace that you gave me as someone that was very aware of my brokenness and things that had been stolen and things that I had given away that should have been yours. And you, I can remember one conversation we had, we were starting to get serious. And I remember telling you, there are some things in my past you need to know. And if after you know these things, you want to end this relationship and us just be friends, that will be okay. And I will never forget how you listened and you just said, it's okay. And you've never brought those things up or held them over me in any way, which is such a gift to me. But while I was away at college, Eric used to call me every night. We were, I was in South Carolina. He was in Illinois. He would call every night and he would always end the conversation with one question. What was it? (laughs) Can I call you tomorrow? And I loved that. (laughs) And I always said yes. And so we started dating. We dated for two years. You started your first real job during that time, which describe that. It took you away a lot. Yeah. So I did a lot of traveling my first job. So I was uh, almost constantly away. So yeah. When we were together, we had to make the best use of the time. We did a lot of bowling. Mm -hmm. Well, probably more than anything, just bowling, constantly bowling. It was was good time. And then we became engaged and we were married in 2007. (laughs) I had been second guessing the numbers now. It's (laughs) awful. So we're going on 14 years this year. Yep. So it's been a wild ride. And we talk here about in this space about faith in the real and Eric and I are like any other couple. We have things that we have to work through. There are things that are difficult for us. 
there are things that I don't know if they'll ever get easier. Marriage is definitely not like the movies, is it? No. I guess, if anything, it's more like an I Love Lucy episode. (laughs) (laughs) You've got some explaining to do. (laughs) But uh, I, I think for me, more than anything that I've learned, especially in recent years, is that love truly is a choice. And real love isn't self-based. If it were self-based, I don't know that either of us would be here at this point after everything we've been through. And it's the continual choice to choose to love the other and that they, they don't have to earn that. It's something that you're giving and working towards and striving towards. And so that is our marriage story. Um, we could always go deeper in that. I'll be honest about that. But you know, the Bible says there's a time for everything. And right now isn't the time for us to go into the deep, deep end of our marriage relationship that may come in the future. But for right now, let's keep it light and let's keep it fun. So Eric and I are going to play a little game with you guys. We're going to play, I believe the website was called, or you can Google it, but it's called the Not So Newlywed Game. So what Eric's going to do is he's going to draw from the bowl I have here on the table and we're going to write our answers down and then we'll share them with you and see how well we know each other after 14 years of marriage and hopefully this doesn't end in a fight. Wonderful. <laughs> <Okay>. Wonderful. <laughs> All right, what's the question? What is your spouse's favorite feature of yours? Okay, so I would write down your favorite feature of me, right? Okay. Okay. Do I have to write one down? Too? Yeah, you do. <laughs> what What do you think my favorite feature is of yours? <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> so he he's nervous. I don't know why he's nervous. I'm really not that mean. I promise you won't sleep on the couch. <laughs> he's still thinking. No idea. And just write your best guess. That's what our, our oldest had some state testing today. And uh, he has, I, I read the test to him. And I kept saying that today. Take your best guess. All right. I wrote eyes. And you wrote smile. smile. I do like your smile. But I also like your butt. There, I said it in public. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to write that on the whiteboard. <laughs> oh, too bad. All right. Next one. I'll do this one. Well, you didn't know yours was correct i do know that i do know you're very vocal about that if your house was on fire what is the one thing your spouse would grab before leaving the house okay it can't be kids okay would it be guinea pigs wouldn't be mine (laughs) okay so what would you grab before leaving the house Oh, he's writing a lot. Okay, I wrote computer. I wrote wedding photos. That's true. What would you grab? I would probably grab computer. <laughs> okay, your, your turn. We're doing well on our <laughs> two questions so far. <laughs> if your spouse could have unlimited access to any store, oh. what store would he or she choose? <laughs> This is an easy one for me. Take your pick with me. (laughs) You probably won't be wrong. (laughs) All right. I wrote Harbor Freight. What did you write? All of them. (laughs) 
all of them. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, let's see, next. Complete the sentence. Not many people know it, but my spouse is really good at, uh, oh, okay, I've got one. It, this should not take you too long to think about. I'm judging you by the length of time. Man, my marker's running out, but I think you can make it. Okay, I tried to write cooking. I wrote talking. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> not many people know it as we do a podcast. But I don't know. Maybe I'm not as good at it. Anyway, which of the two of you is best at penny pinching? Ready? Yeah. I'm pointing to Eric and he says me and that would be correct. But if I spend money, I make sure I get good deals. <laughs> what do you always mm -hmm. say? He always says, I don't know how much money you've saved me with good deals. <laughs> if the prize for winning this game were a second honeymoon to any destination, where would you go? Oh, any destination? Hmm. Man, my pencil or my pen, marker, whatever. Oh, well, I'll just tell you. All right, got it? Yeah. Okay. You wrote See the Northern Lights. I attempted to write The Wilderness, but I don't know. What What, what is the right answer for you? Where I mean, would you go? Iceland. Iceland? Well, that would be awesome. Okay. Where would you go? see the northern lights okay. anywhere without tons of people what movie title would best describe your marriage he doesn't even have no. to think about this you guys it's not a movie. uh oh my goodness i don't know i really don't know all right what did you write he wrote the long long trailer with lucy okay <laughs> you're gonna have to explain this one well, there's several things in the movie that I, I can relate to, um, but one of the bigger ones is they're traveling throughout the country in an RV, and every state they stop at, Lucy has to pick up a rock. Well, somebody else does that, um, even while on federal land, it tells you not. <laughs> that happened years ago when I didn't know better. Just to clarify, if I get arrested, it's your fault. Okay. But yes, I do love my rocks. And you're pretty patient about that. What, what else would you possibly relate to in that movie? Oh, I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what would your spouse say is the best thing about being married to you? I don't even have to think about it. You ready? <laughs> I'm not going to use this pen. It's done. So I'll just say it. And you can just say it if you want. What's Okay. The best thing about me being married to you, I would that you might would say is it's my cooking. I know it has to be. I've been working for 14 years on it. Come on, have I improved? You have improved. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we have an ongoing joke about my cooking. I hate the kitchen, I hate cooking, and he, he's a phenomenal cook. He, what did what would you say? Um just your excitement and fun. Oh, thank you. Are you sure it's not aging you? It might be, but <laughs> we have a few more for you guys. It complete the sentence. It must be true that opposites attract because my spouse and I are total opposites when it comes to. 
talking. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Agreed. All right. If you took over one household chore for your spouse forever, what would he or she choose? She would choose cooking. <laughs> I think you would choose household projects, like building stuff. For you? Just in general. Oh. What do you think? Maybe. Cooking, though, if you could take over that forever, just make a note of that. That'd be great. <laughs> How would your spouse describe your driving? <laughs> I'll go first. Okay. He's grandpa. He is so slow. It drives me nuts. How would you describe my driving? I haven't put my foot through the floorboard yet, but there's probably a mark. <laughs> <laughs> On our honeymoon, we went to Colorado Springs and when we got there, we had what one day we got to see Garden of the Gods and I don't remember some other things. And then the forecast was awful. It was going to rain for the entire week we were supposed to be there. So Eric said, what do you want to do? You want to, you want to go somewhere else? And I said, well, I'd always like to see Mount Rushmore. So we hopped in the car and made a road trip of it. Yep. We had a rental car because he had all these points from his work with travel. And I'll never forget talking him into let me drive because I get so bored if I'm just passing in the passenger seat the whole time. And we were going off an exit. I was going a little fast and I think he about lost his, what his pants, but. Well, the tires were screaming because <laughs> we were at the limit of what they could handle. To the grandparents listening to this podcast episode, I have calmed down quite a bit with your grandchildren in the car. If your spouse was a cartoon character, who would he or she be? I don't know. I think I'm trying to think of a cartoon character that's more yeah. quiet. I don't know. That's a tough one. Right. All right, moving on. Here's the last one. If you're still with us, <laughs> what would your spouse say was the hardest thing about adjusting to marriage? I think you would say, Maybe the constant need for communication, because I'm very talkative. What about you? I would say probably the opposite. Yeah. That you would want me to talk more. And I think that's, I mean, it's still very much a challenge for both of us trying to adjust and work on that on both sides. All right. So I told you in the beginning that I had some things to say for those of you that aren't married yet. And let me just say first, I was the girl that from a very early age dreamed of Prince Charming and I'm a romantic at heart. Give me the Jane Austen movies all day. Give me the Mr. Darcy at the end of the story. That's just, I've, I've looked forward to that so much. And God did send me a Prince Charming, but like I said earlier, real relationships and real marriage aren't perfect. And it's very much a, it's, it's tough. I mean, it can be really joyous and it can be really fun at times, but it's also really hard. But what I want to point out to you is if you are single, don't spend your whole time as a single person looking to the future and looking to the horizon for Prince Charming, because here's the newsflash you need to know. Your Prince Charming has already come. Your number one love needs to be Christ, because if your number one love isn't Christ as a single person or as a married person, it's going to mess with your other relationships. I wasted so much time looking for human relationships. And I wasted a lot of time in my single years where I could have been more involved in 
and just life and in service than I can now that I have marriage obligations and family obligations. So this part of life is wonderful, but don't waste your single years. I'm going to wrap up here because we have kids coming through the door, but I wanted to thank you for joining us again. You want to say bye? Bye. Bye everyone. Well, I'll see you next time. Thanks for being here, Eric. You're welcome.